welcome to another week of Elvis Lives A Conspiracy Theory Podcast. Guess what? It's me, Julie, and me, KB. <laughs> I like it. No. I feel so bad. Don't feel bad. We're friends. We're sharing. Okay. That's what friends do. They share. They share. So this week, my oh, my oh, diddly my. Uh-oh. I'm not ready, <laughs> Julie. I'm not really ready either. This one could be a little undercooked, but we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Well, let's. We may as well just get cracking then. Okay. Let me give you a little history to begin with. Okay. Let's cast your mind. Let me take you to a very special place, and that place is the wiki bio of Lewis Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> Why you ask? Shh. I say. <laughs> And I don't want you to ruin him for me. <laughs> Charles Ludwig Dodgson, oh, that's hard to say. Dodgson, born 27th of January 19. Hey, sorry, lying. 1832. Better known by his pen name, Lewis Carroll was an English writer of world famous children's literature, notably Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and its sequel, Through the Looking Glass. He was noted for his facility at word is that a word? Yeah. Facility at wordplay, logic and fantasy. Oh, they're such good books. I'm so nervous, Julie. The poems Jabberwocky and The Hunting of the Snark are classified in the genre of literacy nonsense. Literary nonsense, sorry. He was also a mathematician, photographer, and Anglican deacon. Carol Whoa. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Carol came from a family of high church Anglicans and developed a long relationship with Christchurch. That's two words. Christchurch. Yeah, not Christchurch in New Zealand. Oxford, where he lived for most of his life as a scholar and teacher. As a scholar. Alice Little, daughter of Dean of Christ, the sorry, daughter of the Dean of Christ Church, Henry Little, is widely identified as the original for Alice in Wonderland, though Carol has always denied this. Mm, interesting. You might want to hold my hand for the next oh, bit. Oh no. There is actually some speculation that Dodgson may have had a very inappropriate relationship with some late 20th century biographers, having suggested that Dodson's interest in children had an erotic element. No. <laughs> we are literally holding hands, guys. I feel Why? like KB needs the support. <laughs> including Morton and Cohen in his Lewis Carroll, A Biography, 1995, Donald Thompson in his Lewis Carroll, A Portrait with a Background, 1995, and Michael Bakewell in his Lewis Carroll, A Biography, 1996. Yeah. All in the two years, in the 90s. <laughs> Cohen in particular speculates that Dodgson's sex- sexual energies sought unconventional outlets and further writes, we cannot know to what extent sexual urges lay behind Charles's preference for drawing and photographing children in the nude. He contended the preference was entirely aesthetic, but given his emotional attachment to children as well as his aesthetic appreciation of their form, his assertion that his interest was strictly artistic is naive. He probably felt more than he dared acknowledge even to himself. I just really love living in naivety, Julie. Mm -hmm. And every week you bring me something that shatters my world. Well, there's... Yes. You know Alice in Wonderland, and there's multiple conspiracies, and I'm covering one today that is maybe not so Alice in Wonderland. 
<laughs> At the age of 17, Carol suffered a severe attack of whooping cough. Well, that's not good. Which probably was responsible for his chronically weak chest later in life. Another defect which he carried into adulthood was that he referred, as what he referred to as his hesitation, which is a great way to say a stammer. Okay. Um, what does that mean? That he acquired in early childhood and which plagued him throughout his life. The stammer has always been a significant par- part of the image of Dodgson. It is said that he stammered only in adult company and was free and fluent with children. Probably because he was more relaxed. Yes. And his breathing went yes. to poop when he was around adults. But there is no evidence to support that idea. It is said that he caricatured himself as the dodo in Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, referring to his difficulty in pronouncing his last name. But this is one of the many facts, facts, Mm. often repeated for which no first-hand evidence remains. Who needs evidence? Who needs evidence? He did indeed refer to himself as the dodo, but whether or not this reference was to his stammer is simply speculation. Dodgson's existence remained little changed over the last 20 years of his life. Despite his growing wealth and fame, he continued to teach at Christ Church until 1881 and remained in residence there until his death. The two volumes of his last novel, Sylvie and Bruno, were published in 1889 and 1893, but the intricacy of of this work was apparently not appreciated by contemporary readers. It achieved nothing like the success of the Alice books, with disappointing reviews and sales of only 13,000 copies. Which would be so expensive now. Mm, That's that's a big loss. Very rare. Ah, ooh, let's go find them. Let's go find them. <laughs> the only known occasion on which he travelled abroad was a trip to Russia in 1867 Good. as an ecclesiastic. Ecclesiastic, thank you. <laughs> Together with the Reverend Henry Lyddon, he recounts the travels in his Russian journal, which was first commercially published in 1935. On his way to Russia and back, he also saw different cities in Belgium, Germany, partitioned Poland and France. He died of pneumonia uh, Mm. following influenza on the 14th of January, 1898, at his sister's home, the Chestnuts, in Guildford. Oh, Guildford is so He was two weeks away from turning 66 years old. Mm. His funeral was held at the nearby St. Mary's Church, and he is buried in Guildford at the Mount Cemetery. So, any idea here where we're going, KB? No, I know that you're about to ruin my childhood, though. I can feel it. I might not be. Oh, man. That might be another episode. Oh, no! But this one is scary. (sighs) And KB doesn't like scary things. Hey, scary. All right, hold on to your pants. KB! Yes, Julie. Are you ready? No. <laughs> so there was a book written by Richard Wallace called Jack the Ripper, Light-Hearted what? Friend, written in 1996, in which Wallace proposed a theory that British author Lewis Carroll, whose real name was Charles L. Dodgson, and his colleague Thomas Verbane were responsible for the Jack the Ripper murders. What? Now, when you look at some of the works of Lewis Carroll, uh, he writes these far out, nonsensical, sometimes insane 
children's stories in which things like a queen orders everyone off with their heads. Yes. There's a poem of, like, mass oyster murder. Yes. Which I really like, by the way. Um, there is, like, a turtle that sings about him being put into his soup. There's also a very haunting omnipresent cat. That's true. Right? So he's got a very psychedelic mind in ways. He does. So with this in mind, the theory was based primarily on a number of anagrams derived from passages in two of Carol's works. The Nursery Alice, an adaptation of Alice's Adventures in... (laughs) Alice's Adventures in Wonderland for younger readers and from the first volume of Sylvie and Bruno. Right. To quote, and this is a quote from... Alice. Okay. If I find one street whore who know, uh, you know what will happen. Twill be off with her head. That's in the nursery version, BTW. Yeah, but street whore was a commonly used phrase back then. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. A, that's a lot. Yes. It's a big escalation. Let's have a think about that for a second. I'll read it again to quote. Yeah. If I find one street whore... You know what will happen. Twill be off with her head. It's what kind I mean, of happened with Jack the Ripper. Not really. That was disembowelment. But, you know, potato, potato. You know. There murder, very murder, violent. Marita. <laughs> <laughs> Car- <laughs> Carol first published both works in 1889 and was probably still working on them during the period of the Ripper murders. Wallace claimed that the books contained hidden but detailed description of the murders. This theory gained enough attention to make Carol a late but notable addition to the list of suspects, although one that is generally not taken very seriously. I mean, it's not like they solve everything by not investigating certain people. (laughs) Yeah. Something we also need to think about is that Carol also owned over 120 books on medicine and surgery, all of which would have given the author, being Carol, the knowledge to mutilate the victims in the same fashion as Jack the Ripper. When when we look at the Ripper murders, they often um, state that what the, the mutilation that was carried out on these women's bodies was very precise and calculated. Very, very surgical. They looked at a lot of doctors. Yes, I do as, know that. As potential murderers. So, yes, Carol doesn't really have the need as a teacher or no. deacon for 120 medical books. No, he does not. He might just be curious. Were they all surgical medical books, or was it like this plant? They were medicine head, and surgery. <sighs> some on herbs, some on cutting people up. Gosh, all this speculation gosh. prompted a handwriting expert to take a look at um, at the letter. So there's multiple letters claiming to be from the Ripper. Yeah. One um, was one such was posted from the Ripper to Scotland Yard, entitled "From Hell," cool. and. <laughs> oh, Handwriting experts, however, mm. say it's not the same handwriting. Yeah, but somebody could have just like been playing a bit of a game, you know. They probably weren't actually from the Ripper. That's what is widely speculated. But also the other thing is potentially that maybe Carol had someone else write a letter for him. True that. Hey, I'm thinking about writing a book. Because it doesn't say from the Ripper, it says from Lusk. Mr. Lusk. Hmm. Very strange. Mm. I did try and find a lot um, 
dig a little deeper into this, but it is quite hard without actually having reading all books and trying to find the anagrams in all three of them. Yeah. But it's not impossible. He lived in in London at the same time as the murders. I mean, Guildford's in the quite a far way away from London. Travelling to Traveling. London for work. Yeah, but in that time, it would not have been easy. Because there ain't no publishing houses uh, in Guildford. There aren't, that's true. But to be able to successfully I'm get away with the murders, you would have to, what we assume, we're actually assuming you'd have to live outside of London. That's what many people say when they look at the um, Jack the Ripper murders, is that the the path he would have taken away from, I think it's the murder of a lady named Mary. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Mary. Yeah. yeah. That's the most most famous yeah. one. It's the one that we've, we have photographic image of. Mm-hmm. And it's nasty. Don't look it up unless you want to. But don't. KB won't. I won't. I shall never sleep ever again. I don't sleep now. (laughs) So, um, he took a really odd path away from that victim. Hmm. Probably to get home out of London. Yeah. Oh, I really hope it wasn't Lewis Carroll. Because, I mean, for someone who wrote novels in the late 1800s, He's about, like, the story is still being made into movies and musicals and mm-hmm. stage shows. and Disney's like, that's great, I'll take it. She's <laughs> like, great, pantomimes, the whole enchilada. Because it is, it's this wonderful, fantastical story that at the time was so intriguing and has become an absolute classic for children. So the, the idea that someone who dedicated their life's work for maybe some dodgy personal reasons to children then murdering people in the most brutal way but i think so that's why i popped in that little bit previously about his potential inappropriate relationship with children aka pedophilia um is this this link to a darker side of Karen, yeah. of, of Dorsen, I should say. Um, a side that maybe perhaps would murder prostitutes. But what's the motivation? Read the books. He crazy. He crazy. He is. I get it. Ugh. There is actually so many more um, conspiracy theories on... Lewis Carroll and Alice in Wonderland and yeah, Queen yeah. Victoria. You gotta which set the work from the creator. Yeah, we will have a look at in the future because it is pretty There's intense a lot. and pretty crazy. But for today, how about you let us know your thoughts on either who you think Jack the Ripper was, if you think Lewis Carroll could have been Jack the Ripper. Scary, I used to have scary. This really random reoccurring dream, mm-hmm. and it, I, it was me terrified running through these cobblestone streets and like I'd say Victorian era. I was in this like big dress, corseted dress, just running so scared. I can remember being so scared, and just the shadow behind me. And I would wake up like as soon as I felt he was like behind me. It would happen constantly. How old were you? I was probably late teens, early twenties. Mm. yeah maybe you've had like a little past life flashback it was intense like waking up and feeling so terrified when you lived in london was that equally scary did you remember that dream (laughs) no um but (laughs) i mean london's scary for different reasons now (laughs) but yeah 
I've oh. never, I, maybe I know whether or not it was maybe, Lewis Carroll or not. Maybe Mary resonated with you on a subconscious level well let us know what you think you can find us uh at our home web that's not canonproductions.com forward slash elvis lives uh you can find us on facebook's elvis lives podcast you can find us on instagram you can at elvis lives podcast funny that or you could email us elvis lives podcast at gmail.com we have made it so easy if also, you don't want to listen to some conspiracy theories today. You've listened to them all and you want to keep listening to our voices, but you just don't know how. You can also listen to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Just for a change of pace. And should you feel in the mood for something filthy, yeah. you can find me on it and then they fucked. Yeah, which is... <laughs> Well, you just listen to it. There's a few on there. Just listen. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe on pretty much any podcatcher that you're on, apart from Spotify, in which case you just have to continue to listen to us to let us know that you love us. Over and over and over and over and over, over, over again. That was over and over and <laughs> over and over again. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. This is it for this week. We'll see you. Okay, KB's crying. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. The world is a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons... Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical... Subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast.